Welcome to Prime Alpha's interview series, insights from industry practitioners discussing their journey and their discoveries. Hello, my name is Amanda Jogia, the CEO of Prime Alpha, an online ecosystem bringing together alternative opportunities and their investors. I would like to introduce Jeff Edelman and Zach Sharon. Jeff and Zach have worked together for over 20 years and are the co-founders of Pavati Capital, a healthcare-focused investment firm. I've known Jeff and Zach since 2018 and have watched them grow Pavati from less than 10 million to over 130 million of AUM. Because healthcare seems to always be in vogue, we are thrilled to have Jeff and Zach join us today to share their insights and talk more about their unique approach to healthcare investing. Welcome, Jeff and Zach. Thank you. Thanks for having us. I am so excited that we're finally doing this. It's been a long time coming. Yes. Obviously, I know about your journey, so I would love for you guys to tell our audience about your journey. Again, you know, thank you, Amanda, so much to you and your team for having us today. We're really thrilled to be here. It's incredible to think that we've been on this journey, working and investing together for over two decades, all of which has been spent in healthcare. Before coming together in 2001, I was working on the business side of healthcare and healthcare investment banking and consulting as well as for a few venture-backed startups. Zach came up on the clinical side of healthcare, having finished medical school and then surgery internship at Stanford. So in 2001, we began working together first at a boutique healthcare consulting firm, and then within a handful of months and along with four other partners, we helped launch the healthcare private equity firm Symphony Capital in 2002. At Symphony, we were the two youngest of the six partners, and together, our team was responsible for deploying $400 million into highly structured investments that can most simply be thought of as project finance for development stage biotech. And Symphony was actually a pioneer in bringing these types of structured investments to the biotech industry. After the 2008 financial crisis, Symphony's senior partners decided to not raise another fund. And the two of us took on primary responsibility for monetizing and winding down the remaining symphony investments and entities. And that effort played out over several years and ended in 2017. In parallel to the wind down of symphony, we began to strategize on what we wanted to do next. We forced ourselves to take a giant step back and ask, if we could do anything, what would we do? As former consultants and given our recent experience in healthcare private equity, we undertook a fairly extensive evaluation of all of the ways that people invest in healthcare. This process led us to the realization that most healthcare specialist investors are crowded into just one area, biotech. And we concluded that at least in our view, many of these investors are taking significant risks, especially binary event risks. So our desire to avoid these risks was what ultimately resulted in our creating an alternative in launching Pavati. When we started Pavati, we knew we wanted to do something different. At Pavati, we only invest in healthcare, we only invest in public equities, and we only invest in profitable companies. That last point is far and away the most important. Because we only invest in profitable companies, we believe we're able to substantially limit our exposure to binary events. So in terms of how this works in practice, beginning with the subset of profitable publicly traded healthcare companies, 
reconstruct a concentrated portfolio of fundamentally sound companies with solid cash flows, strong balance sheets, attractive valuations, and significant growth opportunities. And now in our 10th year of executing on this investment strategy, we believe that this differentiated approach has us well positioned for sustained success. Since starting your firm, how have you developed or pivoted your thesis or business and why? So in the years following the financial crisis, when we were figuring out what we wanted to do next, two decisions became obvious. First, we knew we wanted to continue working together, and we knew we wanted to continue working in healthcare. Beyond that, we started with a blank slate, evaluating the landscape and our options before ultimately developing what is now Kabadi's investment strategy. As we thought about our options for executing on that strategy, it was clear to us that we could either join a pre-existing healthcare-focused investment firm, or we could go it alone and build something from the ground up. Today, one of the words that we still use to help define our firm culture is entrepreneurial. The entrepreneurial spirit in both of us drove us to wanting to start our own firm. We knew that was the only way we could build and shape our own brand and our own firm culture in a way that would best represent our values. Perhaps the best and most concise example of our brand culture and values coming together is our firm named Pavati, which is a mnemonic of our guiding principles, patience, value, and discipline. Another aspect of building Pavati that served to focus our attention in a particularly tangible way was that we knew we would need to start the firm with our own money. For us, that meant we would have to invest the vast majority of our network, both in building out the firm's infrastructure as well as directly into the fund alongside our other investors. The reality of this requirement had profound effects on the design of Pavati's investment strategy. It's hard to overstate this point. Having to invest the vast majority of our net worth required us to be laser focused on working to develop what in our minds was and remains among the best ways to invest in healthcare from a risk reward standpoint. In short, we didn't start with a lot of money and it certainly wasn't an amount we could afford to lose. So as we thought about what it would take to build our own firm from scratch, the ability to control the brand, control the culture, and the careful balance our strategy achieves between risk and return appealed to us, and so we went for it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's very reflective of the performance of the fund, and the, of the firm since you guys started, because you guys are so, kind of, as they say, skin in the game. So can you explain a little bit about opportunity set that you guys were seeing when you started Pavati? talked a little bit about investing in, and it's interesting, you talk about biotech or healthcare and profitable businesses, (laughs) and sometimes that might not go hand in hand, but I think it's really compelling. So I'd love to hear more about the opportunity set. Sure. So if we take a step back, at the highest level, the healthcare sector is ripe with investment opportunities. In terms of size, healthcare in the United States is projected to grow to over $6 trillion dollars and 20% of GDP by 2028. In terms of public companies, there are approximately 1,200 publicly traded healthcare companies on the major U.S. exchanges, and they account for approximately $8 trillion of aggregate market cap. We also know that the healthcare sector, driven by undeniable demographic trends, is going to continue to grow for the foreseeable future. So given that healthcare is such a fertile landscape, a key question for investors is where to focus. We firmly believe that decisions around how to define a target investment universe and how to construct a compelling portfolio are important because not all healthcare investments are created equal. Interesting and honestly 
a bit perplexing to us is the fact that the vast majority of healthcare specialists are crowded into unprofitable development stage biotech companies. As we all know, these companies tend to have frequent binary events tied to outcomes of clinical trials and regulatory decisions. They also have higher volatility, higher beta, deeper drawdowns and less liquidity. And given that the vast majority of these companies are unprofitable, the continuing need to finance R&D and other operations, usually via the issuance of dilutive equity, further exacerbates the risks taken on by investors. The concentration of healthcare specialists in those types of companies is what gave birth to Pavati. When we started Pavati, we knew we wanted to do something unique. There's an entire healthcare industry out there. And we started Pavati in an effort to offer investors a different way to allocate capital across the breadth of the industry in a manner that's not driven by binary events, but rather is driven by investing in fundamentally sound companies with strong operating performance and compelling prospects for future growth. We like to think of this as a Warren Buffett style of investing applied specifically to healthcare and obviously at a somewhat smaller scale than Berkshire Hathaway, at least for today. In terms of some further specifics, the initial step of the differentiated approach we use at Pavati is to segment healthcare companies into those that are profitable versus unprofitable. This straightforward segmentation enables us to focus our efforts entirely within the universe of cash flow prop positive, profitable companies. This first cut, while exceedingly straightforward in its simplicity, in our minds, sets us apart and sets us up for success in three key ways. First, of the approximately 1,200 publicly traded healthcare companies, only around 300 or 25% are profitable, which means we are focused on a well-defined and manageable universe of companies from which to construct a portfolio. Second, of healthcare's approximately 8 trillion of investable market cap, the 300 profitable companies, and remember, that's only 25% of the total number of companies, that 25% accounts for 7 trillion of market cap, or 85% of the total. Put differently, the profitable companies we consider for inclusion in our portfolio are more than 20 times larger in terms of average market cap than the companies comprising the unprofitable subset. This has enormous implications for our portfolio's underlying liquidity, which is much higher, and liquidity-related risks, which we expect to be lower, as well as for the liquidity terms we are able to offer our investors, which is monthly. Third, the profitable subset of companies is spread fairly evenly across the therapeutics, devices, and services subsectors, as well as across large, mid, and small caps. In short, this subset of companies provides the opportunity to invest in an all-cap, all-of-healthcare portfolio, while at the same time avoiding the inherent risks embedded in smaller-cap, binary event-driven therapeutics companies. From the universe of profitable, cash flow-positive companies, we can build a concentrated portfolio of fundamentally sound companies that have compelling prospects for future growth and that fit well within the key themes and industry dynamics propelling healthcare forward. We believe this represents a tremendous investment opportunity for our current and future investors, as well as a substantial business building opportunity for us, given the scale potential of the strategy. That's so compelling. 
I kind of love this question because, you know, we're all here about servicing our clients. So when you think about Pavati, how do you help your clients? So at the highest level, the way we deliver value to our clients can best be thought of in three buckets. So bucket one, returns. We make them money by generating returns. Bucket two, differentiation. We generate returns that are differentiated from their other investment strategies. And then bucket three, impact. And we invest in companies that themselves positively impact society. So in terms of the first, at the end of the day, we are an investment firm and an investment fund. And our clients expect us to generate returns, increase the value of the capital they have entrusted to us, and ideally outperform on both an absolute and relative basis. To that point, we are coming off of a strong 2021, during which our long-only healthcare-focused strategy generated a 29% net return, outperforming the largest broad market and healthcare indices. Longer term, we've been annualizing at about 17% net. In terms of differentiation, as we think about serving the needs of our clients, investors typically utilize Pavati in one of two main ways. In the first way, some investors are looking to add healthcare exposure to existing healthcare exposure. And those investors typically have existing exposure concentrated in biotech. So for them, Pavati's strategy is both additive and complementary in nature. This is how many investors think about Pavati within the context of their overall healthcare investment exposure, meaning that as they have added healthcare exposure, they have decided not to add further to their biotech exposure and instead are adding Pavati. In the second way, some investors are looking to add healthcare exposure without having previous healthcare exposure. Typically, these investors don't have any healthcare exposure because they are uncomfortable with the risk profile of investing in binary event-driven biotech. For them, Pavati is strictly additive in nature and tied to our differentiated investment thesis an exclusive focus on profitable companies. In either scenario, our strategy is designed to provide investors with actively managed exposure to the healthcare sector and ideally generate the higher alpha and quantifiable differentiation that should come with such an actively managed strategy. Pavati is in fact complementary to and quantifiably different from the largest broad market and healthcare indices. And you can see that in our lower correlation, higher tracking error, higher active share, lower beta, and meaningful alpha. Beyond the pursuit of investment returns, which we do believe are highly differentiated, we also believe that investing in healthcare can have a positive impact on society. The current healthcare system faces many challenges, and it is rewarding to invest in companies that are actively engaged in addressing such important issues. In fact, as we reflect back on the last couple of years, many of the companies in our portfolio were not only attractive investments, but also contributed meaningfully to our collective efforts to emerge out from under nearly two years of living through the pandemic. Ultimately, it is our view that the objective for all healthcare stakeholders, including investors, should parallel the mission of the largest healthcare company, sorry, the largest healthcare company, which is to help people live healthier lives and to help make the health system work better for everyone. It's so interesting what you guys do, because I've known you guys for so long. I talked about this before we even started. It's like, you guys are so thoughtful. We talked about the skin in the game. You talk about returns, you talk about diversity, you talk about actively managed on lonely, and you guys have also the strong educational component of what you guys do, because what you guys do is so niche, right? It's not something that someone just come off the street and say like, oh yeah, I understand. <laughs> okay. This is very specialized and you have to have that knowledge base. And I think for clients, for investors that are looking for that niche specialized product with that very thoughtful approach. And obviously the returns are very compelling. So it, it basically seal of approval on the thesis. 
I think it's really compelling. Having started your firm a decade ago, how have you guys over a decade ago pivoted your thesis or or have you had not to or your business? So for us, perhaps the biggest pivot was actually at inception when we pivoted away from a decade in private equity. And while we've retained aspects of what we might think of or refer to as the private equity mindset, for example, we think of ourselves as long-term investors and not short-term traders. We're extremely quantitative and methodical in the execution of our strategy, just to name a few. We designed Pavati to be a public equity strategy. And we also pivoted on day one away from our private equity funds focused on biotech, designing an all of healthcare strategy focused exclusively on profitable companies. As we've previously stated, we co-founded Pavati to offer investors a differentiated way to invest in healthcare. And now in our 10th year, we've not veered from our overall objective, which is to generate returns by investing in a concentrated portfolio of profitable, publicly traded, fundamentally sound companies with solid cash flows and strong balance sheets and attractive valuations and significant growth opportunities. Health and healthcare are issues of paramount importance. And it's our view that profitable companies, including those in our portfolio and broader investment universe, will play a vital role in helping make healthcare more efficient, effective, and equitable. From the standpoint of developing our business, two critical milestones for us occurred in 2018 when we secured our first institutional investor in August of 2018 and registered with the SEC a month later. Since registering with the SEC, we've invested considerable resources in order to augment our internal capabilities, including institutional quality compliance and back office operations. And as you mentioned in your introductory remarks, we started that year, 2018, at around 10 million in AUM, and we ended 2021 at 133 million. So for us, in terms of the development of our business, 2018 was the year where we like to think of ourselves as transitioning from running a successful investment strategy to growing a successful investment management firm. I know people always ask, like, what did you get wrong and what did you learn? I kind of like to ask, what did you feel you did right? So one of the things we're most proud of is that we have stayed true to ourselves and the guiding principles we embedded in Pavati's name, patience, value, and discipline. So let's break that down. First, patience. Every investor at one point or another will talk about conviction. But for us, patience is of paramount importance. And so we think about conviction being combined with patience and our pursuit of longer-term performance. Given how top-of-mind healthcare is to such a vast array of stakeholders, healthcare-related headlines and rhetoric can put pressure on our investment universe from time to time. Over the years, these periods of short-lived volatility have served as a reminder of several tried-and-true principles echoed repeatedly by many of the world's most successful investors. As Warren Buffett famously said, be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. Making proactive, contrarian portfolio construction decisions has required us to patiently ride out short-term noise on the path to longer-term gains. So next up is value. Central to our firm name and philosophy, and we do mean that literally as the VA in value is the VA at the center of Pavati, is our steadfast belief that company valuations matter and they matter a lot. As we have described, our target investment universe is comprised exclusively of profitable companies. 
focusing on only profitable companies allows us to evaluate valuation multiples. Analyzing absolute and relative valuation multiples is an indispensable component of our portfolio construction process. Those who focus on investing in unprofitable companies undertake an entirely different type of assessment as valuation multiples are not available to them, which we believe entails significantly more margin for error versus what we and other value-oriented investors like to focus on, which is having what is often described as a margin of safety. To reiterate, this focus on profitable companies is our greatest point of distinction from other healthcare-focused investors. And as we've said, we are firm believers in the importance of doing something different. Finally, discipline. An important aspect of our discipline is that we take great care to consistently implement the same investment strategy and process that we have been executing for years. This is not to say that we are not on the lookout for ways to improve. It is just that we have not changed our core strategy, process, or philosophy in any meaningful way over the past decade. Another attractive aspect of our strategy that we feel we've gotten right is that it scales quite well. Because profitable companies tend to be on average larger market cap companies, the strategy as well as the investments we have made in institutional quality infrastructure can readily scale 10x without requiring changes to our investment or internal processes. Okay, so here's my favorite question and you guys could take turns each answering. What is your superpower and why? Wow, I don't think we've ever been asked that before. Um, if we think about a superpower as trying to identify what is our greatest source of strength, the thing that provides durability and cohesion to what we do, I think we would have to say that our superpower is most certainly our team, the relationship we have with each other. Change is a constant, and we've been each other's pillar of stability through more than two decades of working together. We've lived through 9-11 a financial crisis and a resultant recession, a European debt crisis, a global pandemic that's hopefully subsiding, and now a war in Europe. The enduring strength of our partnership is the linchpin of our success. As we all know, perhaps the major risk investors take when investing with a smaller manager is in fact team risk. Can they work together? Can they design and implement a strategy that performs? Do they know how to efficiently build and effectively operate the requisite infrastructure of an investment management firm? We believe these risks have been eliminated when investing in Pavati. As we've described now in our third decade of working together, we've navigated through periods of both clarity and uncertainty. We have also had responsibility for leading all aspects of a multi-hundred million dollar investment fund effort prior to founding Symphony including spending years working with and managing external service providers that are essential to operating an SEC-registered institutional quality firm. As a team, we also abide by a shared set of values and maintain a firm culture rooted first and foremost in humility and integrity. We feel that the strength of our team and our firm culture provide us with a behavioral edge. At the end of the day, it can be emotionally challenging to be a contrarian investor, to construct a concentrated portfolio of often overlooked or out of favor ideas. We do this together in a patient and disciplined manner, and we believe this is critical to our ability to deliver for our clients over the long term. We think it's also important to acknowledge that these past two years have been enormously challenging for so many, both personally and professionally. And Zach and I are just extraordinarily grateful 
to continue to have the opportunity to work together as active stewards of our investors' capital. And we're eager to continue to tell our story to those who have an interest in learning more about our differentiated approach to investing in healthcare. We're as excited as we've ever been about the future of Pavati and our ability to add value. Thank you so much, Jeff and Zach. I hope we can at Prime Alpha be a catalyst for that education piece. So I would love to do a follow-on and talk about healthcare and what's happening in the industry. So thank you so much for letting Absolutely. us know. Absolutely. We would definitely enjoy doing that. <laughs> Sounds great. And thanks again. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening to Prime Alpha's Visionaries and Innovators podcasts. As always, you can head over to primealpha.com to sign up to our email list as well as check out our other podcasts. See you next time. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to purchase any investment or any securities. Listeners should make their own investigations and evaluations of the information contained herein. Certain information contained in this podcast constitutes forward-looking statements. Listeners should not rely on these forward-looking statements. Listeners should bear in mind past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results.